This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. Hey everyone, it's Deese, and I'm here to tell you about a brand new show called Some Imperfections, the advice podcast hosted by Abby Buckenberger, Sierra Kosi, and myself. They are certified life coaches, and I'm a comedian. They'll answer all your questions about life, love, spirituality, and much more, and I'll chime in with stories about how when I was in seventh grade, my friend and I dropped acid, and then my friend tried to fight our teacher. So tune in every other Wednesday at decomedy.com, IamAlliance.me, or follow us on Spotify. And go to sub.imperfections on Instagram to send us your anonymous topics and questions. We'll see you there. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC So if occasional foul language turns you off Then you have all been warned This is the call before the storm I look at the bartender and I go Is this candy complimentary? She goes, uh, yeah it is And I go, well that explains why it said I had nice eyes Get ready for the social hour This is The Social Hour. On today's show, comedian Nico Luca. And now your host. If he's still doing this stupid show, it means he didn't get rich betting on the Super Bowl. Dees Casillas. Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Social Hour. I am Dees. Thanks for coming around for another episode. We have a uh, great one planned. Before we get into that with our guest today, uh, as usual, guys, go to DeesComedy.com backslash calendar. Check out uh, what's going on. We do have some live dates coming back uh, around the Northwest, as well as some exciting new uh, shows. Uh, we've got the Dollar Bin podcast, the uh, newest show from Social Hour Comedy. It is a comic book review show that I'm doing every Friday, where I review obscure trade paperbacks and then comics I got from the dollar bin. Uh, check that out. That has been fun. Go to YouTube. Uh, follow the YouTube page. You can get extra goodies if you watch the video uh, version. It's extended and has some bonus features. Uh, other than that, guys, you know you know what to do. Pantspending.com. Check out everything going on. Uh, otherwise, we're going to get right into it today with our guest, uh, Nico Lukoff, comedian uh, who's been um, killing it in the virtual game recently. <laughs> how you doing man i'm doing well Dees. how are you thanks for having me here yeah absolutely it's good to talk to you good to see you um how's things been going for you during these crazy times you like you uh seem <laughs> to really uh dig into this whole online virtual comedy yeah yeah it's been it's been crazy so like when this when everything shut down you know I'd, i had done probably about 30 live mics you know yeah. very little stage time uh, you know, never did like super great, you know, new open micer, and then everything shut down. And then I started finding where people were just doing some zoom mics. There are a few a week that I saw, 
I was like, this is weird, but I want to figure out how to make this work so I can sure. just work on stuff. I don't want to spend this time not. I just got caught, you know, I just caught the bug and I didn't have enough stage time to like really feel like, oh, I got to just do live. I can't do Internet stuff. It's got to be live or I can't feed the energy or whatever, because like I didn't have even enough material to like change up what I'm doing based on the energy of a, <laughs> of a live show or something like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I can just hang out in my garage and 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 rehearse stuff into my phone or, or talk to little squares on my computer and uh, just kind of dove in. Yeah, how is that? Uh, how has it been? Because I mean, the uh, yeah, it's interesting to be uh, newer at comedy and then go right into the virtual. I mean, you've probably done more virtual mics than you've done real ones at this point. Uh, yeah, by a lot. I mean, it's it's since we understand the technology now, it's just supply and demand. There's there's about 180 Zoom mics a week that I've got cataloged on the the Facebook group I made, uh, displaced comedians, and that's just growing. And uh, I've probably done a about somewhere between five and six hundred sets on zoom wow um wow and and, and it's and it's just, that is a lot it's a big number but like it's just you know one or two a day over you know shit it's been like 10 months now so yeah it uh you know some days a little more someday none and uh it's it's been fun to build material and connect with people uh all over yeah how do you think that's gonna translate when assuming this comes back uh <laughs> i'm still unsure uh so <laughs> <laughs> I am not I'm not uh, I'm not putting my my chips in any uh, corner yet as for what happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, how do you think that's going to translate for you when you when live mics come back? You know, that's a question I ask myself almost every moment because I'm like, yeah. I'm doing this stuff that like I know for the most part works on Zoom. I've been dialing in, working on it, getting so much more at bats than I ever would have live uh, just with what I was doing. Um, that I've got material that, you know, works on shows yeah. on Zoom. But live, it's going to be different. There's a couple of bits I know I need to change up just because they're a couple kind of are, are poking at Zoom in different ways. Sure. Um, you know, that like material-wise, that's like an obvious thing. Like some stuff's going to need to change. But just energy and, and timing, I think, is going to change. My prediction is that things are just going to go faster because on Zoom, sometimes you pause a little more. There's Internet issues. Yeah. You're, you know. Obviously, the other issues live because you walk on stage live and someone says something in the crowd that that throws you off. That energy just sucks from you quickly. At least for me, it, it's just there's energy there that moves really quick. And on Zoom, that can't happen. Someone just op opens a bag of chips during your punchline, and then you're just like, "Wait, did that land?" Or like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a completely different different realm to see. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, doing the reps and getting the at least going through bits. I mean, you know, it can't can't be bad for sure There's yeah nothing, it's not gonna you know, make me a worse comedian yeah i mean so, that'd be hard to have done because i wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah the, the, it's it uh it's gotta be you know to go, getting the material at least saying the material and going through it and getting the timing or at least getting wording and figuring out what you know what to cut and rewrites and stuff like that um yeah I, but also yeah there is the timing of figuring out how to say it with a live crowd and their reaction their you know their response and kind of pacing it a little bit different too so yeah it's, it's an interesting uh interesting way to look at it, how it's going to shake out in the end my my hope is that um i mean obviously it's gonna take a little bit of figuring out what the timing stuff and the energy my hope is that uh just the time and stuff building now is gonna probably be condensed a little bit because like i said timing so if things speed up and you can keep the same amount of punches that's just gonna increase your punches per minute last per minute whatever you want to call it yeah um so like if that's the case and if i've got like 20 minutes now that work pretty good on zoom like i know i can get on zoom and talk for about 20 minutes and, and it typically goes well 
um, if that gets scrunched to 15 minutes or 12 minutes or 17, like that's yeah. just more compressed. Right. And some of it's going to have to go and more stuff's going to come up. But um, it's it's been helping just training and just learning how to figure out what's funny and how to make things funny. And, and like I said, the, the repetition, like there'll be some nights on Zoom where I'll click through um, and do four to six sets. Not very often, but on Friday nights, there's a lot of Zooms and it's ideal to like hang out in the Zoom the whole time and support the room and everything. But usually yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people already in it. And the hosts typically know that that's what people are doing. And by set five of the night, if I'm doing the same set on every mic, which I'm not always doing, by set five, that set could be different because you just got so much practice on that. And it's just an opportunity now. I feel like it's the cheat code right now. I'm going to fully take advantage of it until further notice. Like, yeah. Um, and it's and it's fun. Yeah, that's you know it is nice. I I miss those nights where I I could do two three sets in a night even. Um, yeah. And because uh, I'll be honest with you, I have not done a single Zoom mic. <laughs> um, I, I. That's cool. I I was not. I just couldn't. I couldn't get on board with it. And I got. I had so many other things that I was still doing. I'm like, oh god. And uh, I did. Uh. I did one show, stand-up show, but I really only did it as. Are you? Do you know Monica Nevy? Do you know who she is? She's a comic out of the West Side of Tacoma area. Uh, great comic. Name is familiar. Yeah, she 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 had an album release party and asked me to do her. You know, oh, cool. And I'm like, all right. But other, it was a Zoom. Yeah, it was. Uh, she has a big following, so she was like live streamed on YouTube and stuff like that. So that's the closest I got to. Um, but. Uh, I mean, but also I, you know, lucky for me, I've still, you know, Montana and Idaho and some other places still have some yeah. shows. So, um, cause you're kind of where you're kind of in the middle of Idaho, right? Where are you at? Yeah. You're, I live in, I'm in Nampa. So about half an hour from Boise and oh, yeah. I never did comedy here cause I traveled for work. I kind of had the easy route, like, um, the, the safer route of starting comedy. Like I, I traveled for work. So I'd be in a town that I didn't really know a lot of people. <laughs> And I just get to go up as this random person, uh, do my thing and, and leave, yeah. which is which is cool because then at home, like, I mean, I've got a wife and three kids. Like, I'm just not going out every night. It's not my life. I've got a day job that that's great. Like, I'm not out there, like, grinding to, like, you know, be the next big name or whatever. I just I just like doing it. Yeah. Um, and caught the bug. And then uh, and then also made it. So it wasn't like super ingrained in the scenes that I was in. So I didn't spend a lot of time around everybody else, too. Like I made friends, but like didn't. You know, or you you have the camaraderie of like working on tags together and that kind of stuff. So it'd be kind of weird. Like I go up at a bar, I eat shit for three minutes, I leave to like almost silence and go, how do I make that better? And I'm like, I got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> do you? But then, yeah. Do you? I mean, do you record any of those sets when you're out there doing them so you can listen to them or watch them later? Or? You know, yeah. Every single one, I've got the audio recorded. Every set I've done. Um, and actually, when I've gone back they weren't as bad as I remember. I, I realized that like the emotional feeling after the fact is generally not accurate. Yeah. Like it's, I listen, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Well, that, that went like that. Cause that just wasn't funny, but there was a punch that was funny and, you know, got some reactions and, you know, be still being brand new. I think actually, I don't know of hundred percent. I think you and I might've met like on my fourth, I'm like my fourth mic. I went up at Spokane comedy club last or September of 2020. Some, Wednesday or whatever night it was. Yeah, I, I um, remember you messaged me about it. I know we talked like via Facebook about it. And then I don't. Uh, yeah, I think we actually we didn't like hang there. out or anything. Yeah. I just might have. There's yeah. a lot of people there. That was one of the nights, too. That was just like, OK, I'm going to listen to that recording because <laughs> uh, you know, it was like my fourth set. So who cares? Like, yeah. it's just doing it and trying to figure out um, 
how it works. Well, listening to it, listening back, it's like a great way to actually get, uh, you know, recording sets and listening. You can get a lot of feedback that way and really find out where where the jokes are, where what needs to be punched up. Because you, you miss that stuff on a stage sometimes, like you said, you know, you when it's yeah. just happening so fast, you don't always catch the nuances. Um yeah, you'll have to forgive me. Those nights at the comedy club, I get, uh, I feel bad afterwards because I'll go home sometimes. And I'll be like, you know, I'm like, man, I don't know. I wasn't trying to be a dick to anyone, but I usually have like a million things going on. So I feel <laughs> like I'm like, feel like I'm giving people the high hat a lot of the times. But I'm like, oh God, I was just like, I'm like so busy when I'm there and everyone is always like needed oh, something. Uh, I got him. <laughs> So I, I, I don't feel any like I mean I actually feel bad because I'm like shit. What if we like come down? I just don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I do remember I went to the uh, that 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 bar arcade afterwards oh, yeah. uh-huh. next door and hug with uh, no uh, 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 Rob Wentz and oh, yeah. uh, Jim Berg and uh, some other guys uh, folks there that I just I don't remember the names of. That's, That's the top right. of my head. But that was a fun time. And then I kept on wanting to get back there for different stuff. But you know, I'm just I travel, you know, like I said for work and uh, just happens to be wherever I happen to be, which works out great for mics. Is it going to work out great if I get booked on actual shows? Because I can't really I can't really commit uh, to time frames really well, which kind of works for Zoom, too, because I've done yeah. Zoom shows from my hotel room. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, and I mean, also, it's do you so do you still travel for work then or is that so I've traveled a lot less with COVID. Yeah, but um, I've traveled a little more recently and I and I and I probably by the end of this year, I'd be surprised if I wasn't traveling again, probably about 40, 50 percent of the time. OK, would be my guess. And I covered the Northwest. So, you know, Portland, Seattle area, Spokane. Yeah. I mean, good opportunities. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it does. It is. It is tough to kind of. Yeah. You can't be like, well, you know, I may be in Portland that weekend. I may not be, you know, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I assume you don't get to pick where you travel to necessarily. Yeah, it just depends on business need and what's going on. So yeah. um, and a lot of times I'll take folks out to like out, out at night to like our clients and stuff. So I, I sell uh, industrial equipment used for different cooling processes. OK, not to get super geeky and boring <laughs> about it, but basically all the fun stuff like um, um, I was actually out there uh, visiting with Franz Bakery. They're they're a big customer. Oh, of ours. yeah. We keep the dough mixers cold. There are wow. uh, breweries in the area. Uh, Brick West out there. A bunch of breweries oh, uh, yeah. use our chillers to keep their uh, their their equipment cold, their tanks cold in the East Happy. So a nice. bunch the- of fun processes. Gets me in fun places. And the first open mic I ever did actually was taking out clients to the open mic at Helium in Portland. Oh, nice. Um, That's a good yeah. spot, too. The You know, those, the owners of uh, Brick West are opening a spot in Boise. Yeah, they're opening, not a brewery, but they're opening a uh, kind of a uh, pub restaurant bar pub type thing oh nice yeah so they though the guy who owns that matt have you do you know matt goodwin he's the owner of one of the owners of brick west um he's long yeah i've worked with their head brewers usually how i'd worked it but yeah yeah so matt matt goodwin is he owns a bunch of property and and businesses in the in our area uh he's buddy might have known forever but they just i just saw me they announced something uh something like i'm probably way off but i remember it's like the salty dog or something dog is the name of this place in boise and i guess they're taking over it or maybe that's oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about i'm trying to remember the name of it yeah i think it's like made like white dog something yeah something like that so they anyway they just announced that so you might you might have some more uh customers locally 
Nice, so, nice. Yeah, um, it's got to how that's got to be a challenge being in an area like Nampa where there's obviously not really a local comedy scene. Um, you know, especially since Liquid closed in Boise. Um, yeah. So I mean, does that that's got to produce some challenges, kind of from the day to day, you know, past. I guess, but I mean. I've lived on Zoom for almost a year, and I never did comedy locally. So, like, technically, I live here, but I've never been a part of the scene here. I know that's there's true, the uh, yeah. lounge, a lounge at the end of the universe. I know yeah. there's shows, and that's when I feel a little more comfortable physically of uh, you know going and doing that kind of stuff. That's that's why I intend to try to get on and and yeah. do stuff. I know they've done some mics. I know they've done some neat shows, and um, they seem like solid people that are doing stuff like in a pretty safe way i haven't been there but just from what i've seen like yeah. online and, and heard people say which is pretty cool when this comes back i mean again i'm not convinced we're <laughs> but if we if we get back to normal i mean do you plan on being able to go out more you i mean like i said you live on zoom you have that opportunity to just kind of do it from the comforts of your own home yeah so. i'm definitely gonna do live where I can, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to just committing time-wise. So like, it's probably still going to be mostly when I travel, but, yeah. um, I don't know. Let's look at, we'll see what goes on with some local stuff. Again, balancing family time. I mean, I sit in my garage. I know more than I, than I should Yeah. <laughs> as it is, but it's sometimes like I'll come out, like I, I put, you know, we text my daughter in bed and I just like flew across the house to like jump in on a mic. Cause my set was, cause I was on deck. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, come out, pop out, do my set. I Like I said, I do like to be there and, and support and whatever, but sometimes it's just life happens and it doesn't happen. Um, but it's super convenient because <laughs> I can, like you said, I can get to a lot. But but I definitely want to do live. I, I want to feel that energy. I want to I want to test what I've, what I've built over this period of time and see what happens with it. I don't think I'm going to be a worse comedian. I think it's going to go, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm excited to see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, you know, I think hopefully people will be so thirsty for it and people will come out and support because it's, you know, been a long drought for performers and for people who are looking for entertainment. Yeah, and I really feel for the folks that, and I understand a lot of people don't gravitate to Zoom. That's fine. Do whatever's you know, makes sense for you. And I know a lot of folks who like, you know, like, I'm very fortunate where this was never part of my income. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, oh, I'm crushing on Zoom. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of Zoom shows. I've some of them are paid. Most of them aren't. So mostly it's just talking to people and, and having fun and getting the experience. Yeah. Um, but there's some that are bigger and bigger um, that, you know, they're some good size zooms with the, you know, most real audience and not just comedians. Um, and while it's not the exact same as walking off a large live stage and, and feeling great from that, I've, I've left my garage after talking at 20 or 50 little squares, feeling yeah. pretty, just feeling a pretty strong boost of energy. Well, I mean, and you know, it's when it's the best you can get right now too. It's like, it's, yeah, it's only going to do it's, it's, you know, if, if it's the best you can get, you might as well take it and go for it and see what you can um, make out of it. Uh, I mean, is what, what kind of audience are these, are the bigger mics getting, would you say? So, um, so like the show, one show that I really like, and if, so this drops Tuesday, then um, I'll be on Wednesday night. So that'll work out uh, time wise just mentioned. Uh, it's called the the grind with Dan Mills. He's out of uh, Bellingham. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know him, but he's a he's a cool dude, a great comedian, and he's been building this really cool Zoom room. Where like I feel like I I was looking into you know I was like I want to produce shows, I want to produce shows, and I and I'm confident that I can get some good lineups here and there. But like I I I can't put the energy in. I want to put the energy in to build the audience that I think that would deserve. Yeah. And I so then I go see his show, and I'm like, there's you know. 
40, 50 people in the Zoom consistently, um, which is a pretty good size. And once you get past like 10 or 20 in a Zoom, a lot of them are just going to have their mics off and stuff anyway. Yeah. And at certain points, it becomes almost difficult to um, like I've been on ones with like a little over 100 and where the show, the techs aren't really up for it. And it's really hard because you got all this feedback and weird noise and weird times of yeah. laughing. It's like there's a balance where bigger is not always better, in my opinion, just how it's run. But my point is it's put on a great show. And there's a lot of people that are real audiences, people that just actually just want to watch comedy and show up. And it's a free show Wednesday nights. It's at nine Pacific. And he's dude, the lineups he gets. Um, I, it's crazy. The people that he gets on there, a lot of people that don't zoom a lot also. So like a lot of just live professional comedians yeah. uh, from like New York and just from all over who have great credits who are killer. Yeah. I've seen his line. You know, I feel bad. Uh, I've, know people that have done it and it's uh always looks great he has great lineups i saw mark norman and some other people on there uh he asked me to do it a couple months ago and i kind of like forgot to get back to him and then i feel bad every time i see something about him like (laughs) i should message that guy and ask see you know at least (laughs) you know um yeah i just have not not been able to get back to him on well i I could i'm making excuses i could get back to him it's i feel like at this point it's been too long where i'm like ah Whatever. I'd hit him up, man, dude. It's I don't do do what you do, but it's it's among the best Zoom shows I've I've been a part of, and I have a hard time not saying the best. Like there's like a few that yeah. are like right next to each other, in my opinion. That's like Jackie Cation, yeah. Um, Jackie Cason does a show on Sundays, um, and she'll have oftentimes will like she'll have like Maria Bamford will be on and a bunch of other comedians. Wow. And it's just been crazy to be like, I'm just this dude who did some open mics and now I'm in my garage, like performing with like legit people and making them laugh. Like it's going good. And it's like, it feels good. And it's just fun. What are, how many comics they have on these lineups? Um, so I think on dance, I could be off here probably around six or seven, oh, give or take. Bad. And some of these will be like, uh, several people do five minutes and then some will do like seven or more. Um, on Jackie's show, I don't remember how many are typically on, but they'll usually open with, um, I could be off, I think about five minutes and that goes up a little bit and then she'll close out, uh, you know, working on her stuff for gosh, like about, I think about half an hour, um, okay. which is, which is also a fun treat at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. The, uh, so you, when was the first time you did comedy? Did you know? August 19th, 2019. Okay. So yeah, so a little pretty over, fresh before a little this. over a year. Oh, <laughs> uh, the what was now what was the driving to get you to do it for the first time? What got you up finally for the first time? So if you couldn't tell, I, I like attention. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've just always been that smart ass in class saying dumb shit and, and want to get laughs. And and, um, and for a few years before that, I was actually recording just really shitty little clips on my phone and sending them to a couple of friends on Facebook who were very kind to me, not telling me <laughs> to stop, but definitely not blowing smoke up my ass being like, that was great when it wasn't when I was like, I heard you can do open mics to like four minutes. So I'll just talk for four minutes at the end. There'll be something funny. That's how you do it. Right. Yeah. Like that was my mentality, which is <laughs> no stupid. Like there's no, there's no logic for any of that. And I just always, you know, enjoy comedy. I love it. Um, and laughing and seeing comedians. And then I was like, finally, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And then on this trip um, in Portland, I, I had one night that I was like, you know what, if someone, if someone will put me up and I can find somewhere to go, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and then I Googled, you know, stand up open mic Portland and this thing like helium cop popped up. I was like, I don't know what a helium is. I have no idea, but I'm going <laughs> to go check it out. <laughs> how was it? How was the first time up? You know, it actually, uh, it was incredible. 
it's like it was like out of a movie where like I it's like I don't deserve it. Like it's just so weird. It was it was all the a lot of right things lined up. Um, I um, I had about five minutes of what I thought was comedy. Uh, There's a couple little stories uh, smushed together, and um, and uh, and and I signed up. I went up, and I was, I was pretty nervous. Like I I knew that you could write. You know, I'm from out of town. It was my first time or something to have a better likelihood. Because I know I, I learned soon after that that a lot of people sign up at Helium and then don't get on. That's just where people like want to go. It's a, it's a great yeah. room, and people are people are there to laugh. They've oh, committed. Yeah. They paid a few bucks. They've committed to the evening. It's it's like a show that you just get to walk onto. Yeah. Um, in my view, uh, I haven't been on a book live show, but I've sort of felt as I feel like it would probably be like. And uh, and then those, like I said, I I met some uh, some folks in my industry who. Uh, distribute the equipment that I sell. They they'll sell equipment to breweries and they'll package our equipment with it. And I had just you know we'd emailed and had phone calls. I hadn't met them in person yet. I met them that day and we're like, hey, let's hang out in the evening. We'll take you out to dinner or whatever. So I'm texting them outside Helium after I had signed up. And I think it was actually after I found out that I was that I got on the list. And I was like, hey, this is what's going on tonight. Um, if you want to you know go out, you want to go to this place called Helium and like go see comedy. And they're like, yeah, let's do that. So they showed up. And I'm outside. I'm like, all right, guys, these two guys. I'm like, all right, go inside, get us a table, get some food, get some drinks. Um, I'm going to walk outside pacing like a lunatic while I'm practicing because <laughs> you're going to see me do try to do comedy for the first time in my life. And they were like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did I mean, what was their reaction? How yeah, did it go? So it actually, uh, you know, after pacing like a lunatic and like I had to crunch down to three minutes. I thought I had five minutes and I had to kick a story because I was like, oh, shit. I don't know why I thought there was more. And then I go up. Um, here's one. The, the host, Shane Brendan, one of the most funny people I've ever encountered before. Uh, I met him in the green room and I introduced myself and he's like, oh, is this your first time here? I'm like, yeah, it's actually my first time trying to do this. And I, I still had a hard time saying the word doing comedy, um, but it's the first <laughs> time that I'm going to try to do this. And he's like, oh, cool. Great. And then he goes up and when he does his set, he's like, you know what, everybody, you know, if you've, if you've never done comedy before and you just, you know, made people laugh around the water cooler at work, or maybe you, you saw Netflix specials. You're like, I could do that. Maybe the first time you do it is like, maybe not like a pretty packed comedy club. And I'm in the green room. I'm like, you asshole. That's so great for queuing me up. I'm like, he could have said that without me telling him that, but it was just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it worked out. The next comic, first, so the first comic after went up, then, then I was up, which I was glad. I was like, I just want to get this out of the way. Um, and then I got to open just, you know, talking, to, you know, hitting on that being like, I'm exactly that guy that Shane talked about. So let's see how this goes. Like, so you know, I got my side some fun chuckles and uh, I, I powered through three minutes of talking, got some laughs and walked off that stage with stuff shooting through my veins that I couldn't describe. It yeah. was just it was unreal. Um, and then I went out of the green room, went back and sat down. So I wasn't sitting in the back where the comic said I was sitting in closer prime which was fun because like i wanted to watch comedy i wasn't like in the front row i know that's you know yeah but like just i wasn't in the way way back where the comics usually sit yeah um I was, you know hanging out with these guys that i was taking out uh to entertain essentially and connect with because my thought was like either we're gonna bond no matter what like either it's gonna go great it's gonna go shit like whatever's happening is gonna be an experience we're gonna share and uh they had a ball they thought it was fantastic they were very positive about my set and 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 i don't think it was it wasn't all blood smoke up my butt. I'm not saying it was a great set. I'm just saying like it was, it went good. And I was very happy and very fortunate about all the elements and uh, got to enjoy the rest of the show. And then Adam Posse was closing it out. He had just won uh, uh, Portland's funniest. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time. And uh, uh, you know, he, he talks about uh, being half Samoan 
And then he's at the bar after the show, and I just walked up to him, and I was like, hey, man, I just, you know, that was really great. Just want to say hi, introduce myself. Uh, I laughed a ton during your set. And so I lived in Samoa for a little over a year. Oh. Um, and I touched on part of it kind of in my set. But I didn't call out Samoa because I, I hadn't made that part funny. Um, but I showed him a tattoo on my leg that I got when I came back from Samoa uh, based on some artwork that I brought back. And I showed him on my leg. I'm like, oh, dude, I actually lived in Samoa for a while. Here's my tattoo from that. And you, you know, you talk about someone that's pretty cool. And he's like, uh, yeah, I've never actually been to Samoa. You're like more Samoan than me. And then we just laughed. And <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, that was just a fun, nice thing to say. And he was just real kind. And then he's like, all right, guys, well, uh, I'm going to go talk to some people. I'll see you guys in a little bit. So he left the bar that I, we were standing at. And I thought I'd never see him again. Yeah. I thought that'd be totally fine. Like, totally. I didn't feel like, you know, offended or anything. I thought like that was just, that was a great experience. Then he comes back and he goes, hey, guys, a uh, bunch of us comics are going to another mic. You want to go? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I did not plan for this. But like, I'm like, yes, Absolutely. And then, uh, and then we went to Lamp, uh, yeah. in Portland. Mm-hmm. Just, um, and I, I didn't know what that was either. It's just, you know, a fairly small place, intimate setting, uh, really funny comedians. Uh, you generally pretty tough room. <laughs> I mean, it's not, um, but uh, just, just enjoying, uh, you know, chatting with Adam and some other folks I met there, getting some advice on things, and just talking and having drinks and having a good time. And at the very end, he, yeah, he asked Jake Silverman to come over and ask me to, well, I want to do a set. And at that point, I was like, not in shape to do a set. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all the funniest, not all the fun, but like a lot of the funniest people that were at Helium were there, plus some other people. Yeah. Um, so I went and I talked for five minutes and, you know, pretty much ate shit, just as you'd imagine. But it, I had a fun time. And at one point, it was just like, I just decided to do this like five hours ago, guys. I've got some <laughs> cheers. And it was, just, it, was just, it was just fun. It was just about doing it, you know, getting up and, and just doing it. And then he goes, uh, do you want to go? this place called Clinton house is a comedy house. We're hanging out after. Do you want to go there too? I was like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just got (laughs) the whole ride in one night. Yeah. So we went to his house, Clinton house in Portland where a bunch of comedians live and, and hang out. And that was fun. Cause some of the bartenders who were like, we're at some of the places we were at and just everybody was just hanging out, having a good time. And I hung out on his porch with them till, uh, till I needed to go. (laughs) Cause I was still traveling for work and I had had some stuff I had to do in the morning. So just thanked them and, said see you later we've you know connected here and there since um and that was uh that was my first night nice. in comedy nice that's a that's a that's a hell of a first ride man uh <laughs> do any of those jokes you did that first night still live in your set somewhere you know what so the jokes themselves no but the story that i was trying to tell is i think a story that at some point i'm gonna be like known for if i'm ever known out you know in any capacity yeah um i was trying to tell a story about when i was a teenager uh, i got in trouble uh selling weed at high school because you're not supposed to do that there and that's uh that's part of the bit now and i go into the story about all this stuff that happened i ended up getting shipped away to like these like weird rehab-ish kind of programs like wilderness programs and samoa and all this weird shit um so the story that i was trying to tell yes the jokes themselves um no because no. <laughs> <laughs> it was there weren't really jokes like not a lot it was just some silly actually you know what part of the part of the story i i, I kind of keep to a lot the kind of the end the current end to the the whole story um i have about a minute or so from that set that still for the most part works in there just a little bit changed up so so there's still i should some, listen to that again yeah there's still some that some that exists that's nice yeah. I, I like to hear that when there's still like some bones of the original uh set that that are around you know or people make it make some stew out of it you repurpose them 
Use every yeah. piece of that buffalo. And that's what happened. I, I ditched it for a while because I, I was like, all right, this is too short of a time to tell the story. I wasn't at the point where I could where I knew how to write it to make that work. Part of it, I did at the Spokane Comedy Club. Um, and then and then on Zoom, I did my first couple of sets on Zoom, not doing it. And I hadn't done it live in a long time because I, I, I just couldn't figure out how to do it right. Yeah. And it was also such a personal story that, like, you know, I didn't want it to suck. Like, I didn't want it to come out and just not be good and be like, fuck, that was my personal thing that, like, and that's, I think that's, we were vulnerable. And I'm, I'm, I haven't really thought about it that way until just right now. But, like, that's that's a, probably a little bit of it. I want it to just be good. And then uh, I've been working through bit by bit trying to find, you know, a handful of lap points a minute to, to, to make it work. And on Zoom, um, it's been going pretty good. Yeah. It's not the only set that I do, but it's something that I've been working on a lot. Yeah, that's good. It's nice, to, it's nice to go back and, you know, I think a lot of people uh, forget to revisit jokes uh, because, I mean, as you get, you know, get more reps in comedy and get better at comedy, you just get better at telling jokes. And sometimes, sure. you know, you can find jokes. You know, I've gone back and found jokes where they didn't work before and I've changed virtually nothing. I'm just better at comedy now so the joke works sometimes you you're like oh that's a good premise and now you're funnier so you'll find a better way to say it uh you know or or there's it fits in your set somewhere else that enhances other pieces of your of your comedy yeah exactly yeah it's like going yeah going back to it and it's like a treat because like the premise came up for a reason like there's probably something funny about it right like probably you just weren't at the point where you could either figure it out yet or you just like weren't telling it right yet so um, and it's kind of a, it's kind of like a bonus. It's a fun treat where he's like, oh, shit, there's that thing I talked about. I didn't even really remember. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of silly. And it goes into this other thing that I'm doing now. So I absolutely just kind of mirroring what you're saying. Uh, uh, totally agree. And that's uh, that's been fun. Yeah. I mean, jokes, there's, you know, as you advance, it's it's really I, that's why. So I've, I've been teaching this comedy class last uh, couple of weeks and I've been, t- you know, these students, I'm telling them, like, just write things down every week. We go over what they wrote down the week that week. And I'm like. It doesn't matter if the thought is funny. If you think of it and it seems interesting, I'm like, write it down, write it down, write it down. Like you'll eventually you may come to it and it's going to be like something or a joke that maybe not doesn't work. Like I literally I had like my white whale for the longest time was I wanted to write this joke about my brother uh, has a son, my nephew, um, and he that my brother's very religious. Right. He's a pastor. I'm not. Uh <laughs> And he was uh, his he was his wife was doing their nightly prayers with my nephew and was like, pray for grandma, grandpa, pray for auntie. Da, 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 da. Uh, now pray for Uncle Deese. And she <laughs> he, my nephew looked her right in the eyes and said, "Nah, he's not real. I'm like this fucking kid <laughs> didn't believe I was real because like I'm basically non-existent in their lives. Uh, you know, they've heard about me, but they never, you know, they don't ever see me. Um <laughs> So I like I thought that was so funny when my mom told me about that. And I, I tried to write a joke about it for like six years and just could never figure out how to make it work. And then just one day I was just like talking about it on stage again. I'm like, well, it's that time of year where I bring up these jokes and, you know, just talk about them, see if something happens. And it fucking something worked. And I'm like, oh, this is why you keep revisiting things, because now that's like a five minute chunk in the middle of my set. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Five, that's a lot of, that's a great, that's a great, that's a long time to talk about one thing. I'm, I'm learning that too. That like, that's hard and that's awesome that that, that developed. 
That's great, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another thing I think, uh, you know, people are always, wa- you know, and no, there's nothing wrong with writing new jokes, new premises, uh, but like, man, tags, adding on to jokes you have, uh, yeah. you know, I had like one joke about religion and growing up Catholic when I started, and now that's probably... 22 minutes in the middle of my set is is basic basically just talking about religion and catholicism like you you know it just expands and expands and expands you know it keep if you if it's something you think you're already funny about shit man you could go on forever if you keep trying that to keep thinking about it that's awesome and that's what i've been finding recently in in writing bits is uh i mean it sounds kind of obvious but like the more you can do of that same thing like just keep going yeah like if it's if it's still funny obviously you're not don't stretch stuff that's not to be stretched but like just and and that so that's what i've, I've been doing a lot of is, is building on that adding the tag and stuff but i just mean like um like i just i a few weeks ago and i, I thought about some ideas i just started doing a, a a bit just about living in idaho yeah um and it's probably my quickest start to finish because usually i'll be like here's a punchline or you know that, that i think's funny or whatever and then i like build a story around it and then kind of add and stuff but this was one that just like just came up it's about three and a half minutes uh it has been working pretty well and it's been really fun to tell and it's like if i could just you know tie that into my other stuff and and figure out how way to work things differently um it's it's really fun to to grow those things and yeah just finding the tags and and uh finding a silly different take on stuff um oh, it's been a fun journey yeah so with, uh, outside of comedy, what do you, uh, how's this whole quarantine? Cur- I mean, you're in Idaho, so I mean, they got freedom, Jesus, and guns. You guys barely have yeah. COVID down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't have COVID here, apparently. <laughs> how's it, how's it been? How's life been, you know, how's it changed for you? What have you guys, you know, what have you been doing been, to stay it's busy? It's been a bit pretty fortunate. Like I said, I've, I've got a, I've, I'm very fortunate to have a, a really good job that was already pretty much remote. I mean, I already was remote, um, but I would travel, and now I just traveled less. Yeah. Um, I really want to just go and take my kids to do stuff. Like, it's just, I just kind of feel bad for them. Right. <laughs> like, cooped up, um, you know, run around the neighborhood and stuff. But, like, used to go to, like, Wahoo's, this place that has, like, laser tag and stuff and, like, do different, like, you know, fun activities, which there's still a lot of outdoor stuff to do. We just haven't in- done as much as we probably should have also, yeah. kind of being hermits. Um, but I'm just really glad we all like each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been weird. The kids are doing the, you know, school on zoom. Uh, so getting them to kind of stay quiet or me find a quiet place to actually work has sometimes been challenging. Um, overall it's, it's, we're, we're, we're very fortunate and, um, it's actually been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I definitely want the world to go back, uh, some capacity, but, um, but, um, it hasn't, you know, we're good. How, how old are your kids? Um, so I have three kids, um, and they're all going to have birthdays in the next couple of months. So oh, go wow. mind those. Um, our daughter's five, and our boys are 11 and 12. Damn. So, yeah, you yeah. got a whole myriad there. That's That's got to be – got. those are all got to be difficult ages for kids because, I mean, although I keep saying this and thinking it's got to be difficult for kids, but also at the same time, I don't know if kids go outside anymore. They all have, like, an <laughs> iPad, and they're like – you know, I like try and convince a kid to go outside. Like, yeah, <laughs> screw off, old man. I'm fucking my avatar right now. Like, get out. Like, what do you want? You know, like I've, I've got I've got a device in my pocket that is attached to you porn. I don't need your goddamn ball and stick. You know, well, we'd send him out playing Pokemon Go sometimes and just kick him out of the house. It's, you know, it's funny because that actually is like an excuse now to not not go out of the house. But like, we'll we'll still, you know, throw him outdoors. They uh, 
they'll run around, ride their bikes, go to the park and stuff. And especially like at the beginning, we were, you know, kind of having them not do that as much because at the parks, you're like you said, I don't know when. I mean, you're outdoors, but still nobody seemed to care yeah. um, about it for a while. So we wanted some some amount of distance. Um, and just like ta- like taking the store is like a, like, a, like a trip now, like an exciting thing for them. And I bet on the other side of this, they're going to not want to go outside and, and they won't have an excuse about some dude ate a bat. They'll be like, yeah, exactly like you're saying. And we got um, uh, we got a couple of uh, Oculus headsets, too. OK. Are on the holidays. So they've been uh, playing in that a bit, too. And and uh, and that's actually a couple I've done a couple of comedy shows on there, too, which has been wild, like an immersive VR. That's setup. that's got to be trippy. I don't know. My buddy's got one of those. And I watched, he had me watch the NBA live, like NBA channel on the Oculus. And you, you, it's live. You're watching it live and it looks like, it feels like you're sitting courtside. Um, And it's fucking wild. And that's the guy's like running down the court in front of you. Uh, They, like his stats are next to him. And then you, you can look around and like see other people in the audience. And I'm like, this is fucking, I've eaten too many mushrooms for this like i feel like this is too real i got i feel like that's like you're that's we're not supposed to do this like i feel like that's like incredible like we're not designed for this experience like we just so was it so you weren't watch was it like you'll watch the big screen or could you like turn and see things behind you you could turn like to the left and right and see people yeah there were other people and it was just i mean it was fucking crazy and it felt very real and i mean the people the guys are real. I mean, you're watching the game in real time and the way they have it set up. And I'm like, I don't know how they do it, uh, but it it is fucking creepy to me because it's so real where it's like it's one of those things that it's so close to being real where it just makes you feel more like we're actually in a simulation because you're like, yeah, this is yeah. Fu- we're just going deeper <laughs> in a, into the simulation, build a simulation, build a simulation, fucking, you know, Inception it, that's style. That's crazy. And that's gotta almost feel like, like you can interact like in a movie where it's like a ghost who's like seeing like the past or like seeing stuff or something or some kind of person going back in time where no one else sees them like like the other people should see you but they don't or something. That's gotta yeah. be, that's gotta be a weird feeling. The 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 comedy one is not live like it's your avatar, so it's not like you don't see like live people or they don't look like live people. Yeah. They customize an avatar, so it's kind of you know it's animated a bit. You don't see the facial expressions as much as you'll see on Zoom. Um, which I realized this last week on it that like that's one uh, in most ways I like VR much more than Zoom and that's one that's just a little different I won't say it's better or worse but it's it's a different in the reactions but they're avatars and they built this um, this comedy club in Zoom I don't know how they do it but like there's a room and you're walking through and there's a stage and there's a like a green room hidden access area and there's a little off to the side the stage wow. area and there's like a bar and and people are laughing in real time they're hitting emojis um, one thing that's be- that's nice about that compared to zoom is on zoom everyone's the same volume unless they go and they change their audio settings which nobody does so like i said before someone opens up a bag of chips your punch your joke's gone like it just depends on you know like you know someone's it's just such a weird uh, thing but on vr um you have a megaphone option so it's like you're using a microphone and they'll have like a animated microphone there just as a prop but you can yeah you're walking around and you're moving your arms so the first time i did it, i'm like i can actually i didn't move in a big area but I was like, I can actually throw my arms up in the air, and you got the little the, your devices you're holding, so you see your character, you're seeing your hands go up, and you're moving around, you're using the space, and it's just like it was the closest thing to real that I've experienced. Interesting, compared to Zoom, and the 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 part about it, of energy wise, that was that I found too is that 
Um, a big difference, my view on Zoom to live is live, you get, you have that energy feedback. You can feel that. Uh, Zoom, you feel that in a certain way, but not the same way. And it's scarier live, in my view, because if, if something pulls you off in a different direction, it's really easy to lose focus and your whole and, your, and mess up your whole thing. At least it is for me being just where I'm at in this. Um, so I'm like, all right, I got it. And I felt that in VR pull away for a second. I'm like, I could feel right now if I start going down the wrong track, I'm just going to spiral out and not, <laughs> and I'm not going to remember what I'm saying. And it's just going to be horrible. I'm just going to totally eat shit. So it's like, all right, I got to be conscientious of it and pull myself back and be really comfortable with the material. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this energy movement here. That also made me think, I think that's a lot of why a, a people who had done more live comedy um, way more than me uh, don't want to do Zoom is because that energy that you're feeding off of just isn't there in the same way. And yes, there is energy on Zoom, but it definitely is different. So especially if you're used to feeling the energy of the crowd to know what you're going to say next, Zoom's going to be super weird because yeah. you kind of got to plan for it and just do it, in my opinion. Or, you know, everyone's got their ways they do stuff. But the way I generally go in is I go and I do my stuff. If something feels like it's, you know, the room's going a different direction, sometimes I'll change up what I'm doing a little bit. But, like, for the most part, I stick to what I'm planning to say. Um, and I'm also just not, you know, a great, like, crowd work kind of person, which people do on Zoom, too. Crowd work on Zoom, huh? That's got to be that's gotta be a it's little weird. more challenging. Some people are great at it. I think sometimes it's like, ah, what's happening? Like, why are, like, yeah, why are you engaging? It, these well, squares. one of the hard things is you don't always know. So we're sitting on Zoom. You got 20 people. I might be looking right at you. And this is weird on Zoom. I might be looking right at the camera and not paying any attention. I might be sending an email. I might be on Facebook. I might oh, be yeah. doing something. So if I'm looking at you and you think I'm paying attention and you say something and I laugh and then you say something again and I don't laugh, <laughs> that's messed me up the most on Zoom doing a show where like I was like, I said something where this person laughed and I said another thing that. If you laughed at that other thing, you're probably going to laugh at this. And then it was nothing. And then they started looking a little upset. And I was like, what's happening? And it was like my worst bombing experience Jeez. live. <laughs> but on Zoom, a lot of things I found out were working against me. They were some people were getting kicked out of the room that weren't supposed to be. It was like a weird, uh, weird thing. <laughs> the, the, um, when, you, uh, when you do the Zoom shows, do you stand up? Do you sit? How, what's, your, what's your procedure? So that I love this question. So I started by standing. I wanted to feel and look after my first few sets, and I realized I needed to uh, be a little more presentable. I wanted. To, I kind of wanted to feel like I'm this professional kind of thing. I'm going to hold this forty dollar microphone I got at Amazon. That's a USB mic, which works pretty good. Um, and I want to like have a virtual background, have a curtain. And then I realized most people weren't standing, and I felt like it was almost I won't say pretentious, but like in a weird way, like we it wasn't as intimate as it could be. And then I started sitting down. And doing a more relaxed kind of persona, I think. Yeah. And like, I think I started connecting better. And I started working better. And then, I don't know, about a month ago or a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stand again. I want to feel that energy. I want to be able to move my body. And now I've, I'm just hooked on that. So right now I'm sitting down because we're doing a podcast. But that's why I got this. Yeah. Oh, sure. M, uh, SMF uh, 58 mic. Got a stand. Like, I want to. I want. So that's a long way to get to. I've been standing for my sets as of late. And I've had more fun because of it. And I don't know if that translates to the to people watching me, because even if it didn't, I'd still be doing it for me because it's fun. <laughs> but I think it does. And it does add to the fun. And I have a couple of bits where I like throw my arms in the air and do some different stuff. Not like I'm like dancing around, but there's a couple of movements that I do that are definitely easier to do standing. Yeah. And um, and it's, you know, you know, from here up. So you don't necessarily see my sweatpants or whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean, people are doing all kinds of stuff and, and, and using the medium uh, different ways. But to answer your question. I like standing. Okay. A lot of people on Zoom don't. 
Um, but yeah, there, I've seen some different different ways of doing it. And it's uh, I think that was the hardest thing for me first at first watching uh, some comics who were doing Zoom mics, and yeah, they had like the green screen with like a fake brick wall and then they're holding a microphone that's not plugged in and you can tell they're in their living room like talking to their dog but they're still looking around like they're in a comedy club and i'm just watching it being like this seems like off like this seems off it was just like one of those things where it just seems odd i i like the fact that like the sitting seems great because it's more casual or like standing if you need to use some uh body language and stuff but like uh, I think, yeah, people need like found that like it seems like you found that middle ground of like, I want to maximize this, but I also understand I'm still doing an open mic in my garage, uh, you yeah. know, like, you know, which is good. Cause I mean, yeah, the, you, being able to stand and use like body language and stuff and, and work those parts of the set is great. Um, but also like being realistic and like, I get what this is. Yeah. You we're know? all connected <laughs> in this weird thing. And I've, I've been a little uh, I've still been standing most of the time just because I'm practicing because I'm doing a lot of shows that I want to be ready for that because if I'm practicing sitting down and then I'm standing up to do the show yeah. like that's I'm doing it and I'm now I'm adding a uh, different element to it. I also realized I did a show where I had done my longest set. It was 15 minutes and I realized I was just swaying a lot when I was sitting. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else could tell, but I was just I noticed me just. I don't yeah. listen, I can but like that. And I realized it wasn't as rapid as that, but like, I just realized that it was distracting to me. Um, but it's still fun. Like, I mean, I had, that was one of my uh, best experiences um, performing was, was on that zoom. And I'm excited to go back to it. I think I got booked on it for this month or next month. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, nice. It's out of Tau comedy studio um, out of LA. They've been putting on shows and uh, just trying to, trying to keep their business alive. Cause yeah. they still have to pay rent. No kidding. So, well, hopefully it all comes back one day and uh, the virtual mics are great. Uh, hopefully you can at least hit some uh, live ones, too, once this all comes back. Um, get traveling around and we can all get back to some semblance of normality here. Um, before we uh, get out of here, Nico, I've got a uh, segment I do, final segment of the show. It's called The Rundown. Uh, it is a series of questions that I've compiled over the years. Uh, they're pretty simple. They're uh, individually. They don't. They're just basic questions. It was seem pretty innocuous. You put them together, they just started to paint a tapestry of who someone is. Um, so uh, we're just going to ask you a couple basic questions here, cool. and uh, feel free to answer them honestly. But we don't fact check. This isn't Facebook. Uh, <laughs> no fascism on the social hour. You can do what you want. Uh, all right. Uh, first, uh, first question. Um, if you could pick any president to be, uh, any celebrity to be the president, who would it be and why? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Isn't he, isn't he a citizen of Greece now? He can't, he can't be president <laughs> no anymore. Idea, no idea. Yeah. That's the first one I thought of. <laughs> I just think he'd be great. I think he'd think think do a good job. He does seem think- presidential. Yeah, I, I I think he'd uh, I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah, plus he doesn't look a million years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just an, just another rich white guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, another rich white guy. Rumors that he touches kids. Yeah, checks out. He should be president. Uh, that's, Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> that's all the. That, damn it! He's hitting all the boxes to be. There's a no right answer here. I know. I know. The uh, uh, there there was that whole hoopla uh, about. People's claim, I don't know if it was like QAnon, Pizzagate, how deep in the conspiracy it went, but people were saying that he was uh, part of this whole 
a child sex ring thing. Oh. <laughs> um, that's why he moved to Greece, apparently, to avoid uh, any court stuff. He's like the Roman Polanski of uh, modern days. Uh, <laughs> but he certainly seems presidential. I mean, despite any, uh, there's no, we don't have hard evidence. Assuming he's not a child diddler, I think he'd be a great president. Um, <laughs> uh, do better than any of our recent ones, I would say. Not 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 too hard. I don't think that the bar's not up there. Yeah, the bar's pretty low. Actually, that's a good point. You don't have to do. Uh, there's not a lot you have to do to be a decent president. Um, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Ooh, this changes a little bit here and there, um, but I. Uh, this is gonna sound weird. I really like the show Derek. Um, I, I think it still might be on Netflix uh, with um, Ricky Gervais. I've never even heard of it. He, he plays this guy uh, who uh, works in a nursing home, um, and just uh, it's hilarious and heartwarming. Okay. And touch, hits everything. And never, when anyone's like, "What series should I watch?" and everyone's like, "Watch the you know Game of Thrones." Da, 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 da. I'm just like, "This is great. It hits everything. It's really funny and uh, and weird." There's a lot of shows that I really like, but that's just the one that that came to mind that. Uh, that I really enjoyed. Is it a current show or is it? Uh, probably in the last decade or so. Okay. Okay. Somewhere around there. All That's right. probably where it ended. How many, do you know how many seasons? Uh, at least a few. I'm not, okay. I don't think it was super long. I don't think it was like a 10 plus season kind of thing, but there's a few, there's a few a seasons of it. A couple out yeah. there. All right. Uh, watch Derek, everyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you could get rid of one state in America, which one would it be and why? Oh, no. I can't answer this. <laughs> sure you can. Uh, Fuck Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I could get rid of one state. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm, I'm so bad at this because I'm like, I know and like people in like every state. And I, and I, and I, I let's see. Let's see. You know, I'm going to say it doesn't shit. I don't know enough about different states. You know what? Um, if uh, my state of Idaho was like its own country, I think that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do yeah. you feel about Idaho just passing a constitutional ban on all drugs? I uh, was not aware of that. Um, and uh, didn't we just not don't don't we already not allow anybody to have fun? Like, was there something? Does that change something? <laughs> yeah. Well, they uh, which is great because it's like less than an hour drive to Oregon. So it's like, sure. Yeah. Great, let's, let's feed their economy. I know everyone in, uh, from Coeur d'Alene, North Idaho, just comes to Spokane. But uh, we, uh, yeah, so they're talking about lifting the federal ban on uh, marijuana. Oh, so they're trying to make us the dry state. Yep. So, so they did. They passed a constitutional oh, ban on drugs, an Idaho state constitutional ban on drugs. So drugs, despite any federal legalization across the board idaho will still will be the standalone of uh having all drugs still be illegal dude i i i i I hope i posted this at one point as as evidence but i've said this verbally many times that idaho is going to be that like dry county that no that everyone's like uh yeah booze is still illegal here like this like that kind of thing but for (laughs) but for weed like i don't know what it's going to take to for that to be the case here but it's uh that doesn't help anything. 
No, it's it's yeah, it's wild. I mean, I don't even smoke weed, uh, but man, I am very pro uh, marijuana as far as legalizing it, uh, especially if you're going to make the you know for for anyone who drinks and is against legalizing marijuana. I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. The yeah. the you know statistically, how many deaths you have, uh, how many deaths you have, you know, related to. Uh, it, addiction problems, things like that. The results from uh, alcohol is a million times worse than you know than pot. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm 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 and I, I you know I'm a partaker in both of the things we just talked about. But uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and the business, I mean, the business that I'm in, the, where, where I work at, is uh, extraction, the cannabis uh, business stuff. We are are my customers too. Oh really? So, like I do a lot of business with them, which is a lot of fun too. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like Idaho in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. But if it was if this was our own country, that that'd probably be okay. I think, <laughs> I think they'd be okay with that too. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, I want I. This is just me ruminating now as we we're talking about this. I just wonder if uh, eventually, you know, so like in Montana, they had no um, they had no speed limit for a while you know, back in the nineties, right in the late nineties, I think it was, they didn't have a speed limit on the, on the highways. And, um, you know, people were coming with their supercars to drive 120 miles an hour in Montana. And basically it was, you know, the, it was drive safe and prudently. There was no actual speed state mandated speed limit. Um, and then the federal government stepped in and they said, well, if you don't institute a speed limit, we're going to stop federal funding to your state. And considering Montana is the third most dependent state on the federal government, um, they they were like, "All right, fucking you, the speed limit's 80. Um, <laughs> but now it's eighty. Yeah, it's eighty now. But which is yeah, just say eighty. Oh, Fuck, right. dude. You know, Jesus Christ, that's not fast enough. Um, I just wonder if Idaho will be left behind when they when they finally open it up federally, which it looks like they're going to do with marijuana, and everyone, all the other states are raking in millions of dollars in in uh tax revenue and yeah. idaho's left behind i wonder if the federal government's gonna be like listen dude you got to step up and sell pot and make some money for yourself <laughs> you fucking you know welfare state dependent on the fucking federal government piece of shit <laughs> get your ass up <laughs> sell some pot like a fucking american <laughs> and make some goddamn tax revenue that's fantastic <laughs> oh man that's great i don't know if that's a bit you do yet but that's that's uh Literally, that's I was in, just just ruminating, thinking about that. That's, that's great, just my, man. That's, that uh, that we're good. I, if it comes, I I wondered what what has to happen in order for that to change. Because like I said, like I I think we're gonna be the state that that just says we're just gonna not allow no matter what. But if that, yeah, I really thought about that as being an option. That'd be really funny if, yeah, if Uncle Sam comes down and is like, you got to go sell some weed. Yeah, man, you got to. We yeah. want you. <laughs> yeah, we need, yeah, it's like they've changed their tune. Like, we need you. They're like peer pressuring you. They're, you know, they make like dare videos. Like, we dare you to sell weed. No, really, sell some fucking <laughs> weed, man. You got to make some money. Listen, potatoes ain't cutting it anymore, Idaho. Uh, <laughs> So, and then have a, yeah. a, a billboard, someone just smoking weed out of a potato. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Idaho, turns out you can't export racism. Fucking get your <laughs> shit together and sell some pot. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a thing coming. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what, what the fuck are we talking about? How did we get on that? Uh, Oh, worst stay we want to get rid of. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This this is what happens sometimes, Nico. I go down, I have dumb thoughts and go down weird rabbit holes <laughs> and rant for a while. Um, all good. All right, let's see. Um, 
How about okay? You live in Idaho. I don't know how you've lived all over though. You're you so you're not. Uh, how long have you lived in Idaho, by the way? Um, geez, I want to say about about seventeen years. Okay, how old are you? I'm thirty-eight. Okay, so you're like uh, since you're you know twenty. That's you know that's yeah. My wife and I got married. We lived in Oregon and. And uh, we were looking at different places to live, and this is where we could afford. So that's, yeah. this is where we well, that's moved. A, it is a nice area. I will say that part yeah. of Idaho is nice. Um, I was just trying to figure out if you're like an Idahoan or not. I guess you. No, you, no. Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in San Jose, California. Um, well, until I was 16, that's when I got shipped away when I got in trouble. Yeah. The so well, this you may still you've lived there long enough may still apply. So we'll ask you this. Uh, sure. You know, I, Idahoans, I feel like uh, natural born Idahoans, not those imported ones. Um, they they'd probably be good at this question, but we'll ask you anyway. In a doomsday uh, slash zombie apocalypse scenario, how long do you think you'd survive for? We're talking, I think, we're talking so. About I'm war. the only household in Idaho that doesn't own guns. So <laughs> that's that's uh, kind of what I that's what I was trying to figure so, out when I was asking you questions about where you're every, from. Everything. <laughs> if I can't get food elsewhere, you know, a couple of days. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe a week <laughs> or two. <laughs> figure out how to hunt real quick, man. Get into Costco and stuff. I yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a bit about actually how like I'm the people in Idaho think I'm weird for not having guns, and I just I'm not worried about Idaho getting like attacked or anything because it's herd immunity that I'm gonna have because everyone has everyone else has tons of guns. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta like <laughs> team up with someone, be like, listen, yeah, man, I will entertain you. You know what? That's night. that's that's fair. I'll uh, you, I'll, I'll I I I just I team up with folks and probably make it more than a couple of weeks. All right, there. You- <laughs> before I give up, and we're like, let's just not do this anymore. Yeah, maybe zombie, <laughs> maybe being a zombie would be cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, last question. Uh, if you could have one pizza, any pizza on your toppings, any any toppings on your pizza, not from like a certain place, okay. right? But any, we're talking toppings on the pizza. Uh, you can have any toppings you want, but now that is the only type of pizza you can ever eat again. So what's your... So is this a single topping pizza? Or no, is this you, can a very... have any, you can have as many as you want, but okay. now that every time you have pizza, it's always that. What's oh. your laminated forever permanent order pizza? It's going to sound gross, but it probably should, and that's fine. Uh, I want to get, so the other night I got a pizza that was uh, um, buffalo chicken pizza. So it was white sauce with like Frank's uh, chicken and bits yeah. of bacon on it, but I want that thing with anchovies on it. No one had those anchovies, anchovies and I think they're delicious huh? and salty and right. fantastic. And I want yeah, yeah. That's sounds gross, but I would that sounds good to me. You know, I I do love a buffalo chicken pizza actually. And I do, I think anchovies is a super underrated uh topping for pizza. Yeah. People don't realize how good it is. Yeah, it's salty and and just just nice texture. It's uh, yeah, I'd want that on top of the on top of the the, the chicken pizza, and yeah, that's what I would eat forever. It's a good it, yeah. That is uh, all right. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that one. I doubt I ever will again. Uh, but that's <laughs> I feel like I could eat that pizza. That's a good because you know a lot of people want like a meat lovers, and I feel like you know sometimes less is more. You know yeah. Once you get past maybe pepperoni and sausage, you're just kind of it's, you you. You're not getting any taste anymore. You're just getting no, salty it's just meat taste. Different shaped salt. It's yeah. like and that's that's where I was thinking at first. I'm like I'm like sausage and pepperoni, but I'm like, oh no, the, the buffalo chicken pizza 
uh, with the different sauce on it too is delicious. And yeah. uh, and I love anchovies. And I've ordered pizza recently where places had anchovies before and don't anymore. And I was bummed. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's now a I can good, get it back. That's a good pizza. Anything. Uh, I think buffalo sauce is good on just about anything too, though. Oh, I, yeah. I love buffalo sauce um all right uh nico uh tell everyone uh where they can find you social media anything coming up uh obviously uh for people who are comedians displaced comedians on facebook uh ever growing group of uh com- comedians online and a huge network of probably the largest network of uh online shows available too yeah, yeah, it's it's grown quite a bit, and thank you for, for mentioning that. So um, I I have all my shows uh, on my Instagram and on a link tree, which is just well, I've got a domain to it, but it's basically a link tree. So um, uh, just laughyourlukoff.com uh, to see the shows that I got coming up, and to follow me on Instagram at laughyourlukoff. Uh, also, um, if you are interested in checking out Zooms, there's a lot of fun Zoom shows. I have been hosting the Zoom open mic that Flappers um, out of Burbank has been putting on. So for the last few months, I've been uh, one of the hosts there Thursday nights. So Thursday nights on Zoom, uh, uh, doors or Zoom opens around 8 Pacific. We start off at 8.30, do three minutes. That's not streamed. It's a real fun room. Usually about 20 comics in there, very engaged. So, right. so UD, anybody else, especially if you've never done uh, Zoom before, it's a great one to do, one to do um, and a real receptive room. And it's not, you know, people don't both smoke up your ass um, but at, at the same time, which is great, but but very engaged. So um and that's that's what i was i want to get actual feedback and it's uh that's a lot of fun and uh so tomorrow night so this comes out tuesday front at wednesday night at the uh the grind with dan mills um it's just got a stellar lineup uh i get to i'm gonna do an opening set after dan does his and it's a free show that's a lot of fun so i hope to see you on zoom or live or whatever you got going on everybody especially doing comedy and i look forward to seeing everybody sometime someday all right uh well, there you go guys uh follow nico check out the open mics go to displaced comedians and uh if you are a comic looking for uh stuff to do online that is your resource definitely go check it out follow uh join the group and uh check out some open mics and uh nico good to talk to you man hopefully when all this comes back we can uh get together and do this live again Actually, yeah, man. Uh, I look forward person. to it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, guys. That's for the social hour. Again, go to DeeceComedy.com. Uh, check out everything going on. Um, and uh, that's it for the social hour. I've been Deece and for Nico. Thanks, guys. And we will see you next week.